Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you for the next, let's call it 30 minutes. Uh, with us here in the studio, our friends Kevin Disler from Pitt and Frank Attorneys. You can reach them anytime at 895-9900. Also here, uh, in for Randy Rocky, who's got the uh, morning off. Steve Phillips, who's over at Swan Financial. They all do a great job. And you can reach Randy and or Steve at 6450736. My son Greg is here with us as well as he usually is. And you can reach him anytime at the three seven well, you can reach me through him or him through yeah. at three seven six five four eight three. That's my number to get to me to get to Greg. I kind of filter him because we got other agents who are trying to reach out to him. Photography, and I say, oh, proprietor, yeah, we got right. that contract, you know, and you got to prime me away. That's right, we're not going anywhere. All right, a couple of quickie notes, uh, some housekeeping before we move forward. A reminder that if uh, you are thinking about selling your home in the near future, next year, maybe as well, we have a seller's workshop that is coming up. Mark the calendars uh, July 23rd from 7 to 9 p.m. It's free of charge, there's no obligation. We're going to look at the 10 variables of what happens when you sell a home. Everything from how to price, how to create competition, how to make the most of the first two days, uh, some simple but cost-effective ways to making and adding more value to your home. So the list goes on and on. Again, all you'll need to do to join it, send me an email. We've already got people who are uh, sending, so be advised there are a limit to the seats. I don't really know how many. I think it's like 100 people for Zoom. Anyway, yeah, send me an email, bob at com, and put um, oh, uh, workshop in the subject line. I'll, that's all I need. I'll know, and I'll send you the link to sign up officially to it. All right, and if you want to see what people are talking about, let's go to louisvillezillow.com. That's louisvillezillow.com. You'll see what people are talking about us or saying. All right, so the first thing, let's start. Steve, there, this is incredible. Uh, the, um, the news is jaw-dropping on some of the headlines on interest rates. I know you can't speak specifically about numbers because, let's face it, they fluctuate from moment to moment. What's the latest and, and why? Well, uh, the rates are continuing to be low and strong, and they're going to be this way for a long period of time. The economy is nowhere uh, – and it's in no position to, you know, maintain itself, especially with the COVID factor. So the Fed's doing everything they can to make the money as easy as possible uh, for the banks to lend. Um, so the liquidity is still a little bit of a concern, but overall the rates themselves, uh, 2.91 is about the lowest again that we were just talking last time I was on about, oh, they hit the lowest rates ever. Well, they've done it again. So 2.91, I even just today quoted a borrower at a 2.25 on a, a VA loan. So they are getting, yeah, there's discount points with those lower rates, but we had a quote of 2.25. So he's taking that. I'm getting that locked in as soon as I finish our uh, little show here. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so the rates are out there. They're not going anywhere. They're going to be this way through the rest of this year, more than likely beginning to the middle of next year, if not longer, depending upon what factors in COVID when the uh, fall hits and, and what rebound we have off that. So, a lot of factors involved, but overall, yeah. we're gonna. There's slight variables day to day, but for the most part, low rates for the next year. 
do me a favor. Let, let's back up for a second. Discount points. So if ever, you know, if you're thinking, folks, you're listening to the show and you're going, whoa, 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 two point two five. What if I wanted to get to do a refi or to buy a home? And let's say you're quoting. Let's just say because I see numbers that I'm looking at in front of me of a two point nine five, two point nine, two point nine two. Now you come along with the word buy down. So what does that actually mean to a buyer? What is the extra amount of money? Let's say it's a $300,000 home and you're planning on staying in that home for the rest of your life. So it might be, make sense if you've got a 4% uh, interest rate that maybe you go to refi and then you, you start at maybe 2.9 for good credit, obviously. So what happens from there? Where does, how do you get even lower if you're going to buy down and what's the cost? Sure. So when we go to the lender with a specific borrower scenario and we ask the lender, what rate are we going to get for this client with this scenario? We don't just get one rate that we are offered. We get a range of rate and the range can be anywhere. Well, for my client earlier today, the lowest one rate on there was the 2.25 and it went all the way up to, I think, three and a half percent. And all of these rates are available. Um, the difference is that there is in this range of rate, normally what's called a par rate, zero rate, base rate, whatever you want to call it, where the lender is not charging you any discount points, but they're also not paying any of your closing costs. And so it's kind of the even base rate. Now, if you start going higher than that rate, the lender will in turn start paying some of or all of your closing costs. And that's when you see some uh, banks offering $0 closing costs. Everybody can do that. They're just going to give you a higher rate. That rate that that uh, for that higher rate offsets the closing cost. Um, in verse of that, however, if you go lower on the rates, that is when the lender starts charging discount points. And the lower you go on, on the rate from that par rate, the more discount points you're going to end up paying. The longer you're going to be in a home, the more benefit you get out of discount points. Uh, so discount points are not for short-term benefit. They are mostly for longer-term benefit. And the longer you are going to be in that property with discount points, the more benefit you get from discount points. That makes a lot of sense. And I think the key I mentioned was for 30 years, if you're going to plan it. Now, I have to tell you, Greg, who's my son, who we also he also has two sisters, my, uh, my daughters. And do I? Yes, you I do. do. Oh, you don't know, hon. So <laughs> I, have to, I have to tell you, if, and Kevin, you may have experienced this. I don't know about Steve, but and so my middle daughter, Lauren, has said to me twice now when she's uh, selling her house and then buying another one, Dad, this is the house we're going to live in forever. And then two <laughs> years later, oh, we're going to sell the house and buy another <laughs> one. So if you, the reason I'm telling you this is because if you're like Lauren and you think it's going to be forever – just make sure it's forever if you're going to buy down with uh, for discount points because otherwise you're wasting your money, right, Steve? Very yeah. true. Very yeah. true. So that's that's an important point. So that's one thing. Then, um, and Kevin, you and I we were, were going back and forth because one of the articles we wanted to talk about and you sent over to me was this pandemic derailing renters' dreams of home ownership, which moves from refinancing for those who have a house buying and the inspiration because right now we are once again in the 1850 range for homes on the market in the Louisville area, which is dramatically low, probably half of what we normally would see for this time of the year. And so as a result, any home that comes on the market, if it is even close in price in a decent condition and in a good location, the, the buyers are going to flock and you'll get a bidding war going on, which is why we are desperately looking for homes to list and sell. So you, again, a, a shameless plug, but one that's worthwhile for me to tell you 3765483 
is my number. But then we come to those who are renting, whose goal possibly this year before COVID hit was to buy their first home. And I know, Kevin, did, have, did you review what you sent me with regards to 43% of renters? Yeah, that was from Rent Cafe, and it was making the rounds this week on various media. And it kind of flies in the face what we're seeing here. Here, the kind of lower end, which would be, I guess, 250 or under, it's just flying right now. And, and it was just talking about how after 2008, that uh, demographic group, the younger folks, finally got to the point they felt good about their financial condition and the world as a whole, and they're ready to make the move from a rental market to being homeowners, and now the pandemic strikes. And it was making the discussion was that a lot of them are at least answering the pollster that they have decided to delay their decision to purchase a home. But what we're seeing here in the local market is kind of the polar opposite of that. I don't know if you all can kind of confirm that, but anything 250 and under in this town. Well, it's it's flying down. Yeah. I think it's a perfect storm. It goes to what you're the article you sent Kevin is that, you know, the younger, you got to, you got to sparse them. We're still not recognizing how amazing the buyer pool was before COVID, but that doesn't make your article that you sent false because I know a lot of my friends, a lot of people in my generation, um, they are twofold. One, there's an inventory issue. So they're having a really hard time finding something. And two, the ones that could are now losing their jobs, being furloughed. They were bartenders, uh, career restaurateurs, things of that nature, because my generation just has, you know, we're more transient with our job, our job prospect. And they just now, they can't. And now a lot of them are going, you know, they're furloughing their rent and they're, and now they're going to owe back rent for three months and they still don't have pay and there's no relief in sight. So now their, their dreams of, of possibly owning a home, which they thought maybe they had some savings, they had this to roll through gone i mean that you can't get it you can't get approved steve correct you know if you're if you've got if you're your back rent you, you you've chosen to take a furlough and now all of a sudden you're being evicted uh, your world has turned upside down yeah well and i think the other thing is too we look at it from the louisville market if you've got a place in brooklyn or you've got a place in manhattan i've got a, an agent friend who's got a nice condo in 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 uh, manhattan she's trying to rent uh there's an outflow so we we work oh. Oh, that's a whole nother. Yeah, that's I, I got some friends up there. The vacancy rates are insane. Like, would blow your mind is to realize how many people are just flocking away from New York and bigger cities right now. Well, yeah. because of the density, of course. Well, so well. But yeah. beneficial, but yeah. beneficial to cities like Louisville and other yeah. cities across the world that are or across the United States that are experiencing inventory shortages because of this influx. Mm-hmm. Well, that that article suggests in the urban areas that very well may be true. But I think that Louisville is a beneficiary of that. You mm-hmm. have a lot of outflow. You have a lot of people that can choose to live and work wherever they want. And again, the cost of living in Louisville is a great asset. Uh, I mean, it's like doubling your salary, just working from home in Louisville, Kentucky. So, yeah, I I should point out though, that this article, again, um, I I found it interesting that there's a pent up demand by those who are in the, the, uh, just the millennial, a little bit below that 43% who are looking to buy, which, means if they can't buy this year because of uh, the pandemic affecting jobs, layoffs, whatever, it's still going to happen next year or the year after. I mean, let's face it. This is, this is not a long-term event. Oh, more, more perfect storm. Remember we talked yeah. about the rental prices a couple of weeks ago with Chuck and how all these evictions, the moratorium period is ending. And now there's going to be an influx of inventory supposedly on the market. You know, maybe, maybe. we're talking maybe next March yeah. of next year, predictably after all of these extensions and evictions start to happen. So you'll have an influx. You're going to have pent up demand. So it will continue for growth for, like you said, beneficiary cities like a Louisville, 
um, that aren't in these big market areas that are you see an outflow from. I was uh, listening to 840 WHAS last Sunday uh, to our show, and then I listened to the show after it with the uh, investments and a very interesting topic about what happens in the event. Um, there's a change in command at the top uh, with regards to president and what happens. I mean, they're not saying this is happening or that's happening. They're just theorizing what would happen. So, Steve, if things d- change, and um, this is not a political show, so we, we have no dog in this fight. Uh, it's just if things change, do we see interest rates going up? Does the Fed get held to where it is, or is all, are all bets off at that point? Well, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of flexibility or uncertainty yeah. in regards to what will occur. But as I mean, with the economy on its as in the situation it is, I don't think the Fed is going to be in a position to just start raising the rates. I don't see that capability helping or improving the situation. They still have a few mm-hmm. tools that they can do, but they're they don't have a lot more arrows in the quiver. You know, they they've already dropped it down to zero, and yeah. they bought back QM, and they're buying back billions of dollars. Uh, for the servicing to try and get some of the liquidity going, but it's, I mean, it's hard to say what will happen, but it, it's, it's something that we'll just have to wait and see, to be perfectly honest. I've got to believe no matter who is in office, that everyone knows that real estate helps propel the economy. That, that, that's been said across the board. So to raise interest rates would be detrimental to the recovery of what's needed from uh, COVID-19 after that passes, after we get a, an antivirus and we go through whatever we're about to go through over the next six months to get this out of the area. So anyway, just a thought. It just came to mind. What's going to happen if things change? I don't know, but I think we can all hope and cross our fingers that it's still going to stay the same. We're going to take a break. When we come back, folks, what will homes look like in a post-pandemic world? That's kind of interesting. Greg actually has a little insight because of what he's doing with this house that he just built over at Norton Commons. In the studios with us, Steve Phillips, who's with the Swan Financial, and you can reach Steve and Randy and the rest of the good folks over there at 6450736. Also, Kevin Disler, who's with Pitt and Frank Attorneys. They do a great job, 895-9900. My son, Greg, who does a great job with our marketing and photography and so much more. And again, we're constantly looking for homes to list and sell. This is the number one thing that uh, really helps drive our team and the economy. You, if you're thinking about uh, listing a house, putting it on the market, you can reach out to me at 376-5483. And a reminder that we have a seller's workshop coming July 23rd. That's from 7 until 9 p.m. We'll be talking about the 10 variables when it comes to selling your home. It's Zoom. It's going to be on a Zoom. So what you can do, it's free, no obligation, from the safety of your home with your phone or your computer. We'll talk about the most common pricing pitfalls, things like how to a simple way to get rid of the stuff that you may have accumulated over the years in your home and some simple fixes that cost very little but add a considerable amount of money to your house. Again, that's coming up on, and there's more, uh, July 23rd, 7 to 9 p.m. Send me an email, bob at com, and just put workshop in the subject line and I'll send you a link to register. We'll take a break back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. 
Pitt and Frank has long served your real estate closing needs throughout the Louisville and Southern Indiana area, including our newest location in Oldham County across from the Southeast Christian Church in Crestwood. But did you know that Pitt and Frank can assist you with your estate planning and long-term care needs? Don't leave your loved ones the burden of being unprepared. There are solutions available to protect assets and income as well as plan for your long-term care. Call us today at Pitt and Frank. 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information, other restrictions may apply. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations. And as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. As a real estate investor, I look for sharp agents who really know their market. Agents who do so much business, they can find me the right investment property and sell it for the most money without drama. When I need real estate advice in Louisville, I call Bob and Greg Sokola. Their innovative marketing attracts hundreds of buyers every month, which creates more demand for your home, selling it faster and for more money. They guarantee to sell it on your timeline or they'll buy it. Call the agents I trust, Bob and Greg Sokoler, and avoid the drama. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sokoler and the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you in the, well, I say studio, but it's really their own studios from their own home. Uh, we've got uh, our buddy Kevin Disler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. Also from Swan Financial, uh, in for Randy Rocky today, we've got Steve Phillips, who's at 6450736. It's actually Randy's number, but you can call and say you heard Steve on the on the radio, 6450736. My son, Greg, who does our marketing, our media, so much more. And then you can reach me. We're desperately looking for homes to list and sell because we're doing it very quickly. 376-5483 is my number. A reminder that our Sellers Workshop, July 23rd, 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, radio team, guys, you're all invited. Uh, Ten variables on how to get the most money and sell your home as quickly as possible, even with the pandemic. We've got a whole list of those things. Send me an email, uh, bob at wesellouisville.com, and put workshop in the subject line. I'll send you out a link to uh, register for the free no-obligation workshop on the 23rd. Okay. Hey, Bob. Yep. Got a question for you. Yep. Did you ever think that when you used to do radio back in, in your heydays that you would ever be able to broadcast from home and think about the fact that radio stations may soon now be obsolete no in the kidding. state? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah, crazy. It's crazy. Point. Yeah. Yeah, and by the way, if you want to – Greg brings up another point. If you want to see a video of the radio show that we're recording right now, Head to LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's LouisvilleAnswers.com. It's a redirect that'll take you to uh, our YouTube channel. 
And you remember when we used to, when we started videoing these in the, in the studio, we were trying to get the angles yeah, to be right. everybody. And now it just kind of worked itself out. How about that? <laughs> you know, it might almost, when we, if we ever get back in the studio, we all put our phone. might have to do this. Yeah. And do a zoom. Well, we just shoot each other. And anyway, we just do it like, live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So what will homes look like in a post pandemic world? A lot is changing over the past couple of months. Who knows what's going to happen in the months ahead. Ahead. Greg just uh, built a house over at Norton Commons, which was supposed to be in the Omarama, which mm -hmm. now is 3D, right? Everything's online. Yeah, it's still 3D. BIA all online. Should be coming up very soon. They were, uh, they were in here doing some 3D tours um, and uh, doing some flyovers with some drones and some uh, sneak peek stuff. So it, it's coming on and online too. But what was interesting about the process, like you were saying, is that we got to meet with some of the town architects and some of the people who have go around the country um, and they learn about, you know, the future of architecture and the future of building and homes. And one of the things they mentioned was because of COVID, instead of that, and we've talked about it before briefly, instead of having a drop zone in your home, you now have a sanitation station. So you have a place where you can put the grocery bags down. Maybe there's a UV light where you can sanitize. Um, but this is still, you know, on the very cutting edge. Everyone's starting to talk about this. And when you say a drop zone, you mean when the kids come in, they just drop their stuff on the floor and yeah, walk away. Yeah, no, no actual physical room or a zone, but you know, yeah. you come in, the yeah. keys go down, the groceries hit the floor right from the garage, everything like that, but just having a place to sanitize there instead. Yeah. So imagine. So that's the new thing. One of the new things that you'll probably be seeing as a result of what's going on now with COVID-19. Also home size. Homes have been trending smaller, but uh, that may be over. With so many families spending more time around home lately, uh, there's never been a more need of a better need for bigger, more personal space. Also, prioritizing the home office. You know, you may see pictures, folks. I, we have all home offices. You will be working from your home office. And what may be really concerning, Kevin, have you thought about now? Closings may always need to be there. Steve. Oh, Greg's showing us on his video of his this home is, office. I just, pri I just prioritized my new home office. That's very nice. That's very I am cool. 95% of the time. Yeah, if you go to the video, I'll give that out again in a minute. You'll see a, a video of his home office. It looks really cool. So these home offices, I've got one, Kevin. Steve, you got home offices hanging out at your homes? Well, I've been doing a remodel in my house, and I'm doing it myself, so it's slow motion. So oh. my office is kind of in flux right now, but it's the last room i got to finish. So I've still got some paint right back here on the wall or some plaster I'm still working on behind me here. So it's an ongoing process, but yeah, I've got an office. It's just not usable at this stage. <laughs> Kevin, how about you? Anything? Well, I've got a home office, but we, we've talked before. We, uh, we, we happen to be one of those few homes in Louisville, Kentucky that does not have broadband. And uh, so you're trying to use the old dial up AT&T. Oh line. no. Oh no. Really? What? You're, that's Fisherville. You're 20 years. County. That's not well, good. Maybe. Well, but the problem is when they go school, if, if for instance, they go to, and, I, and it may be challenging to open up schools, but if they go to internet only, they, yeah. I know some of the council folks have dealt with, how do you get some money to make sure everyone in Jefferson County actually has access? And there are yeah. some pockets that do not have broadband. So you, you, you need that to have a home office, but I think everybody now is you've taken a good portion of your, your home and you, you, you need to make it a home office and you better have a nice rec room and a nice 80-inch TV because it might be wow. Mm. I think Elon Musk is going to solve this in a couple of years with uh, internet connectivity. <laughs> when he has JPS is just voting recently about, I think, six, count, six of the members are voting against going back to school, so they're still working that out. So it's yeah. looking, looking grim for the parents that have to work in their home offices for here in the future. Also, in a post-pandemic world, uh, 
returning to a closed floor plan. For so many people, the open floor plan was the way to go. But for some buyers, <laughs> the appeal of what's what are you laughing? Do you I said whoops because my home. If you, you'll see uh, it, it's all open. <laughs> the appeal of the open floor plan was already trending down prior to 2020, and the past few months have only made it more reasons to be uh, closing things in so you can get your own space, privacy for schoolwork or hobbies or entertainment with more meals being cooked at home and open concept kitchen becomes noisier and kind of the epicenter of uh, practically everything happening all day long. So also that we'll see in the future, a more smart technology is already one of the fastest growing trends in home design, but yes. smart home has become kind of the major point. And I know Greg, you, you put a lot of smart home. We were just talking about it there, and there, but there's so many ways to go now, whether it's Google, Amazon, Apple, they all have home kits. You can go hardwired, which gives you the ultimate freedom we have control for now, which is a really cool brain for your home and everything hooks in it through a cat six cable through an ethernet internet cable, basically. And then it uses your wireless internet. You can do, I've got a really cool lock on my front door where when I get close to it with my phone, it opens up. So I don't have to worry about, you know, messing with it or unlocking it. I can just open it right up. There's a lot of cool, cool stuff. All right, let's move on. So that's some of the things that we're looking forward to. Some of the changes. Just going to mention one other thing. Yeah. Go for it. You didn't put on that list. Pools, pools. Oh, talk to a guy. He's got, he's got 80 on the list, Mm. 80 pools that he has to, and it can do about, you know, probably a couple a month, but homes with pools have always been kind of a nice feature and also a little bit of difficult, but right now, as far as the sailing point, Mm. pools are not open you need some recreation i people are begging for them right now my sister's got a pool we are there once a week minimum <laughs> so <laughs> having, a, having a relative with a pool is the, yes. is the best <laughs> so one of the questions and this that was very well done and very well timed kevin and by the way if you want to see what people are saying about us go to louisvillesellerstalk.com just on a little aside there louisvillesellerstalk.com but if question is should you take out a larger mortgage to pay for home improvements like a pool many people who apply for a mortgage want to borrow enough money to cover the purchase price of a home they're buying minus the down payment and they're able to come up with that but what if the home you're buying will need improvements or a pool and that's the case you may be tempted to take out a higher mortgage so for example so steve do the numbers on this one Let's say your home costs 200000 You have $50,000 available for a down payment. So you plan to only borrow $150,000. However, that's what? A larger down payment. That's 25%, Steve, of what the cost yes. is, right? What's the minimum you need? Well, certain programs, you can go down to 3% down payment instead of 25% uh, conventional. Um, if you're doing government programs, if you're a veteran, you can get into it with not a penny out of pocket, uh, pretty much maybe the cost of the appraisal possibly. But other than that, um, you don't need big down payments to purchase homes. It can help if you're trying to avoid mortgage insurance. But other than that, there's no reason for the most part to put a big amount of money down, uh, especially if you're in a situation where you need some money for improvements for the property you're purchasing. So, it, and by the way, if you put 20% or more down on a home, you'll eliminate your private mortgage insurance, just to let you know. So now, let's say your home needs 10000 in the way of repairs. Instead of putting down or 50000 down, you put 40000 down, finance the rest, so you get a $160,000 mortgage that bumps you up. I'm going to guess maybe 10 to 15 or 20 bucks a month in payment for an, an additional 10000 Steve? 
It'll be a little bit more than that. Okay. Um, I, rough rule of thumb is about seventy dollars per ten thousand. Okay, so it was off seventy thousand. So, but you've now got ten thousand to make those repairs or improvements to the home that you're moving into. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is, do you do a refi and cash out some money and use that money to pay for the pools that you might want to put in or a hot tub to give you some relaxation and relax and just maybe get away from it all? What do you think? I mean, those are some other options that maybe you might want to consider doing that down the road, even now. We are out of time, and I want to thank once again all the folks who joined us here in the studio. Uh, of course, in for Randy Rocky, Steve Phillips over at Swan Financial, 6450736. Also, Kevin Disler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. My son, Greg, does a great job with their marketing and so much more. And again, you can reach me at 376-5483. We're looking for homes to sell. And another quick reminder that, uh, one, you can go to louisvilleanswers.com if you want to see a repeat of this show, the video of it on YouTube, louisvilleanswers.com. And then remember, send me an email if you want to attend our seller workshop. That's July 23rd from 7 to 9 p.m. We'll be talking about the ways to sell your home, make more money, sell it faster, and some of the things, even including how to choose a photographer or team that does great photography. That's just one of the many things. Send me an email, bob at louisville.com and in the subject line, just put workshop, and I'll send out the link to, for you to register. Free, no obligation. Guys, thanks all for being here, and thank you for listening. We'll see you next Sunday right here on News Radio 840 WHAS.